0: friends and introverts welcome back to the you're so quiet podcast or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time as always i am your host chelsea brown introvert writer etc that's pretty much it though (laughs) this week we are going to be talking about how to have the perfect body spoiler alert you already have it you just have to see it but before we get into that, let's do our customary mental health check and rating. As always, we are rating from 1 to 5. 1 being horrible, 5 being amazing. Your girl's at like a 4. I'm feeling pretty good. I was at like a 3 earlier today. Just like a series of inconveniences. Like, for example, all the Starbucks around me are out of oat milk. And that's like a first-world problem if I've ever heard it, right? But it was just like, okay, well, that's inconvenient and that's inconvenient. But, you know, I'm I'm doing okay. I did a really hard workout. I did a HIT workout, which I actually kind of hate doing. Um, but I just needed to do some really, like, aggressive movements. And treadmill wasn't going to cut it. Lifting weights wasn't going to cut it. I needed to just, like, jump around, you know, for 20 minutes. And I did that, I was sweating like crazy, um, but I feel better. So we're bumped up to a four. In continuation of the identity theft saga, uh, I did get another letter from the IRS stating that they have no more information to provide me with, which is funny because you're the freaking IRS. Like, you should have the information. And if you don't have any more information, then it sounds like you probably shouldn't have sent the letter to begin with. Like, it sounds like you were wrong. You made a mistake. So I've filed all the appropriate reports that I can. And that's that's pretty much all I can do. So if something bad happens, I'll deal with it then. But I've done everything I can at this point, And I am, I mean, that's it. I'm checked out. I'm washing my hands of this. There is nothing else that I can do. I am also reading a really good book that I'm really into, and I will give you a review next week. You will have to wait for it, but I promise that it is worth it. Speaking of, my book, TV show or movie of the week is a TV show this week, and it's Moon Knight, M-O-O-N-K-N-I-G-H-T, on Disney+. It's a Marvel thing, it's a series. I'm into Marvel, I really like Marvel more than DC. I did watch the batman movie and it was like fine but it was just like you know it was fine it wasn't the marvel superhero thing that i i look for when i watch superhero things so the synopsis of moon knight is stephen grant discovers he's been granted the powers of an egyptian moon god but he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life so that doesn't really (laughs) doesn't really tell you too much so this, the show starts out with this guy who thinks he has like a personality disorder or a sleep disorder or something because he keeps losing periods of time and keeps waking up in places he never remembers going. It's a really, really cool concept. I am also really into Egypt. I'm looking at going to Egypt, not this year, but next year. Fingers crossed. I've always wanted to go. I'm fascinated by tombs and pharaohs and Egyptian history and Egyptian gods. Just all of it just fascinates me. So this show is right up my alley. If you too are fascinated by Egypt at all, I think you'll really like this. And I think that the, the CG in this is actually pretty good. You can tell that it's CG, but it's not distractingly so, if you know what I mean. So I would recommend Moon Knight. I think there are only four episodes out right now as I'm recording this. And they come out, um, what days do they come out? Thursdays? Wednesdays? I don't know. Come out once a week, someday. It's on Disney+. I would recommend that you watch it if you're into Egypt or Marvel superheroes. Okay, so before we jump in to our topic of the week... I do want to preface this with the fact that I am obviously not a dietitian, a doctor, psychologist, whatever. I have a degree in English, which pretty much grants me the right to mm, spout off at the mouth about things that I know, you know, <laughs> a very minimal amount about. So I can give you like my personal experience but obviously any advice, thoughts, perspectives, etc. that I give here are only my opinion and not a substitute for medical treatment or advice, okay? Don't come for me. I am just giving my opinion and sharing my experience. So, this is all about how to have the perfect body. And the perfect body is different for everybody, but I think that the most important thing about the perfect body, quote unquote, is your perception of it. My background on this is that I had an eating disorder for roughly like 7 to 10 years. And then even after I recovered, I've struggled with disordered eating since. Disordered eating is like anytime I would start a diet or a workout regimen or whatever, I would take it way too far. And all my diets would become restrictive, and I would eat not even close to enough calories for a normal person, or I would exercise to the point of exhaustion or injury. It's just, you know, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I am trying to save you the same heartache because I wish I knew then what I know now. First, I started changing my relationship to exercise. Like, since I've been doing this podcast, I've only been exercising as, like, an act of self-care. This is a thing that I do for the body and for the brain to make it all feel better because I know that I will feel better after exercise, regardless of if I actually want to exercise, you know? I am not seeking gains. I'm not seeking anything except good mental health. Next, I changed my relationship to food and this is always ongoing and certainly not something that I've perfected, but I started asking myself, genuinely, what do you want to eat? If you could eat anything in the world right now, what do you want? And I started giving myself whatever it is that I wanted to eat, even if it was a large McDonald's fry for dinner with a large sweet tea on the side. Anything I wanted, and I still do this to this day, anything I want, but the thing is that when I started giving myself what my body was asking for, all of a sudden, it started asking for different things. Instead of asking for fast food, it's like, hey, so I really just want like a vegetable. Let's let's do like a whole vegetable thing. Okay, so what kind of vegetable do you want? I want like, like dark leafy greens. I want like a dark leafy salad. All right, cool. I'll get it for you. No problem literally whatever I want, but you notice that it starts asking for things that are actually like good for it. I think that sometimes we forget that the body is kind of dumb. A lot of people think that through evolution, the body is so smart. Like, no, the body real stupid. When you are restricting your food, when you are overexercising, it thinks that we are in crisis. And honestly, to the body, you are in crisis. You are not eating enough. You are exercising way too much. The body is in pain. The body is not getting what it needs. Oh, I think I hear my dog. My food is here. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> my dog was going crazy at the door. My food had arrived. We got pasta and salad from this like local Italian place. So good. And that's kind of what I was actually talking about is that I asked the body, girl, what you want to eat? And she's like, I want pasta, but I also want greens. So that's what I gave it. And I feel completely satisfied. And I also don't feel guilt about having eaten pasta. There was a, (laughs) a long period in my life where I did not eat pasta. Or if I ate pasta, it was plain. And I didn't eat butter. I didn't eat dairy. I didn't eat cream. The things that I would not eat was, like, the list was much larger than the list of things that I would eat. But now, because I am, like, actively working to change this perception of food and looking at it as, like, this thing that I'm giving to my body as an act of self-care, my body is actually kind of starting to trust me, you know? And it's, like, okay, so when I ask for something, you're actually going to give it to me? Like, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Are you really going to give it to me though? Yeah, I'm really going to give it to you. And I prove that over and over. And then your body, which thinks it's in a time of famine, be like, okay, well, we're clearly no longer in famine because the things that we're asking for, we're receiving rather than being constantly denied or being overworked because we're receiving the things that we're asking for but we're being punished so something clearly must be wrong changing my relationship to food changing my relationship to exercise and what's so ironic is that like i've never had defined abs i kind of do now and i'm like oh that's interesting but not oh that's something that i need to have but i do think it's interesting that i'm starting to see like these gains or whatever that I wanted so desperately when I was really in my overexercise phase or my restrictive phase. And I'm getting it now that I'm not doing those things. And I do want to say that this isn't uh, like a goal-oriented approach. This is more like a self-care-oriented approach. And it's called intuitive eating, I think. I'm not a dietitian. Maybe it's not called that. I don't know. But that's kind of what I think of it as. I ask my body what it wants, I give it what it wants. If I really want to move in a certain way, I'll move in a certain way. As a note, I don't always <laughs> look forward to exercising, but I always ask myself, what do you want to do? Like, these are your options, and let's just do something that you're going to enjoy. And maybe that's tennis, maybe that's yoga, running, lifting weights, hit workout, whatever. But whatever it is, like, let's just let's find something you actually like, this is not a punishment. And something that I really did want to touch on is this like body positivity movement. And I think that body positivity is great. I think loving your body is great. But not everyone is there. You know, I wasn't there and frankly, still not there. I'm not like in a love my body kind of place. And I don't think that we need to be vilified because we can't love the way that our body looks. It also feels kind of like toxic positivity to me. It's like, well, you have to love your body at all times. Your body is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I just can't, I just can't get behind it. I'm not into it. It doesn't do it for me because frankly, that doesn't leave room for negative body image days. And maybe you listening are someone who like genuinely loves their body. And that is amazing for you. I'm very like genuinely happy for you, but not everyone does, you know? And this, this love the skin you're in kind of thing is just, I, I think love is too far, especially if we are trying to mentally, emotionally, and physically recover from eating disorders, diet culture, disordered eating, etc. cetera loving the body is not really within our grasp at this point. And nor do I think it's really helpful. Much as we preach about like unconditional love, I don't know that unconditional love genuinely exists. There are people that I love in my life and I love them to death, trust them with my life. But everything is conditional. You know, you can break my trust and if you break my trust, my love for you will also fracture. So I don't know that unconditional love exists. And I definitely don't think that unconditional body love exists. So what I'm trying to focus on and what I want to propose to you is something called body neutrality. Body neutrality is accepting your body as it is and appreciating what it does for you. For example, I might not love how my body looks today, but my body was able to wake me up this morning. My heart is still pounding. My legs might be maybe not aesthetically what I want them to be, but they're strong. And I can walk my dog. My arms might not be aesthetically what I want them to be, but I can still hug my loved ones. This is more about appreciating the experience of being in your body and what your body does for you. And I think this is also something that we can put towards like our workout regimens. If you're someone that needs a goal, that's fine. I sometimes do better with goal-oriented things. Maybe your goal should be to get stronger. Like change it from I want to look like this chick on Instagram to I want to be able to deadlift 200 pounds or whatever. I don't know. I don't deadlift, so I don't know if that's a lot. (laughs) But change it to like, I just want to be strong or I want to be healthy or I want to be happy. For me, I'm focusing on I want to be happy. I want to be able bodied for as long as I can be able bodied. I've seen a lot of people just completely neglect their body to its detriment and put everything in the world before their well being. And that's kind of catching up, you know? If you don't take care of your body, your body will pick a day off for you, you know? So all of that to say, the body you are in today is a perfect body. No matter what your body looks like, no matter what your body is capable of, it is a perfect body. With that body, you are here, you are alive you have the capacity to experience so many things, and it's so important to remember that we are so much more than an aesthetically pleasing Instagram-ready body. I saw a TikTok a couple days ago. My doom scrolling has returned, in case you were curious. A couple days ago, I saw a TikTok, and the the girl was talking about how she has two Starbucks drinks that she really likes. One is 400 calories, one is 100 calories. On her way to Starbucks, she is debating. Do I have the one that I like more, but is more calories? Or do I have the one that I like less, which is less calories? The one she likes more would make her feel guilty for the rest of the day. The one with fewer calories, the one she likes less, would make her believe that she's winning some imaginary battle in her mind. That day, she ends up going to the doctor, and her doctor tells her that she has a brain tumor. She says something to the effect of, I wish I hadn't spent so much time thinking about how many calories or feeling guilty. I wish I had just had the thing that I enjoyed. And that's something I think about a lot, because... Just, I mean, to get a little dark, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before, I am a chronic oversharer on this podcast. I'm 29, and I genuinely believed I would not live to be this age. Not because I had a physical illness that was trying to kill me. I had a, and have, a mental illness that was trying to kill me. I believed that my time on this earth was going to be limited and that my mental illness would eventually kill me. So now as I'm getting older and I'm gaining this kind of body perspective, I'm looking back at all the time that I wasted exercising too much, that I wasted telling my friends, oh no, I'm sorry, I can't go out to eat with you guys, I'm busy, quote unquote. Wasn't busy, I just couldn't find anything on the menu that was acceptable for me to eat. I think about all the places that I've traveled and all the food that I didn't eat there. I think one of the most amazing ways to experience a culture is through the food. But at certain periods in my life, I could not eat something if I didn't know how many calories were in it. So how many amazing experiences have I missed because of my hyper focus on what my freaking body looks like? How much time have I wasted thinking that my body is not perfect when it is? I am blessed to be in a body that is able. And I think I take my able body for granted a lot. And I don't know (laughs) who I think I am torturing my body into being a shape that is not natural for it. I've been thinking about that a lot, not necessarily like my mortality anymore because I'm not in that place anymore, but I've been thinking about time and how important it is to really experience pleasure and joy and not be the thing standing in your own way for why you didn't enjoy X, Y, and Z, you know? So, (laughs) on that slightly dark and depressing note, we are about at the end of our time together this week. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. I would love you very much if you did. Love you if you don't, but would also really appreciate it if you did. To stay up to date and even participate in future episodes, follow the podcast on Instagram at yoursoquietpod, Y-O-U-R-E, soquietpod. That is all for now. Okay. Love you. Bye.